Hello and welcome to the Gen Topics Podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Isaiah. And I'm Noah. And today, for the podcast, we are joined by none other than Sam. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are excited for this podcast. Let me just see if... Maybe that comes through a little better. Um, but yeah, we're excited for this podcast. Uh, it's been It's been so long since we've recorded one, in all honesty. It's been like two weeks yeah feels like um, a long time yeah so i'm happy to be back but today we have yerba or your your bay great noah <laughs> the feedback i'll let that be a lesson to you sam don't pop it too close to the mic no, oh it my still gosh. did it i'm we, far we away <laughs> oh my goodness it's all it's all terrible Wait, maybe i'll get this? a tea ah. give it a sip that's not bad. That's pretty yeah. tasty. Kind of tastes like a like a dreamsicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually pretty good. It yeah. has like a weird aftertaste, but I like it. Oh shoot! What? There's quite a bit of caffeine. in Yeah, there. I was just looking at that too. There's like what 160 milligrams. 160 milligrams. Two cups of coffee, baby. Yeah. So it'll get you home. <laughs> that's what I'm about to say. Yeah. We'll just Ain't no problem about driving home. <laughs> We'll casually have that at 7 on a Sunday night. Yeah, well, no, no problem. You know, I mean, no, no I big. was going to get up early and go to the gym, but that's probably not going to happen now. <laughs> be up too late. Do you do that? You uh, hit the gym in the every morning? Every once in a while, every yeah. I try to. What do you do? Um, right now, I really want to get back into swimming because I used to be really into swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the last while, it's just been random stuff. Gotcha. Just either whether that's in the weight room or on a bike or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of cardio, a little bit of weightlifting. Yeah. But now with the frisbee coming up, I'm like, I gotta start swimming. You know, get yeah. my lungs in shape so I can actually, yeah, not die immediately. <laughs> for sure, for sure, I gotta do that too. Not swimming, but running at least. Um, but yes, our topic for today. This is our part part three of talk nerdy to me. Our first episode of March. Um, we will be talking about role playing games and uh, MMOs. MMOs. What does that stand for? Uh, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Are you sure that that's what MMO stands for? Yep. That sounds made up, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, Sam, what are your initial thoughts about that? When you were when you received the text, what went through your, your heart and your mind? And just about those two role-playing games and yeah, MMOs? Just, yeah. Well, I was like, well, role-playing games, that's, that's right up my alley. I mean, as far as... Yeah, I grew up playing video games and watching my brothers play video games, and the vast majority of that was MMO, or not MMO, but RPGs. And then I personally got into MMOs when I was a little bit older. Which MMOs? Uh, So the first real big one I got into was RuneScape. I have heard about that. Yeah, that was really big. Me and my brother would play with one of our buddies. Um, he lived in White Bear, so sometimes we'd even bike to his house, and he had, like, three computers, so we'd just play over there. <laughs> he must have been filthy rich. He was, yeah. Three computers? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, that was really the first big one. Otherwise, I got into, like, Elder Scrolls Online, too. Yep. And, like... Okay, so tell me more about that. I've played Skyrim. Mm-hmm. What is online Skyrim like? Have you played other, like, MMOs? I have not played an MMO. Okay. Except so, maybe Minecraft, if you think Minecraft is an MMO. Sure. Not really. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, similar concepts, maybe. Like um, playing on a server. Yeah. So, like, there's maybe a similar feel to that. Um, it's really hard to describe because the MMO, like, formula is very, very specific, especially, like, in an RPG setting. Because, excuse me, there are... The yerba mate is getting to yeah, yeah wow that's already that's already working it's magic um so like there's a game called planet side which is an mmo but it's a first person shooter and so it's based on like a planet i've actually played planet side yeah so there's tony you know, got me into it yeah i think i actually yeah. used to play with tony yeah that game was really interesting and pretty cool too but like that's a different formula for that kind of mmo uh, <coughs> the rpg mmos they all kind of follow a very similar play style mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to describe so elder scrolls online plays very differently than skyrim it feels skyrim-esque just because there's a lot of shared 
elements or shared themes, scenery and characters or terminology and stuff like that, yeah. because obviously it's in the same world. Um, but the actual like play style is very, very different. You know, you can't just like walk up and start. Is it first person? It can be, or it can be third person. So okay. you can play in either or. Okay. And do you like it as much as you liked Skyrim? No. I no. played very little of that compared to how much I played Skyrim or Morrowind. Okay. Or, and then what about RuneScape? RuneScape, I put a lot of time into that as yeah. a child. Yeah. Because I think we start. I think I started playing that around, it's probably like 11 or 12 when I first got into that. And I played it for years. And like they have a paid subscription or like a membership where you get access to more places and more skills that you can do. Um, and so me and my brother and our friend, he was a member for a long time. So we both became members for... A while too. Was your character pretty tricked out? No, no, no. Because no, like most people in those types of games, they'll be like, "Oh, I want to focus on like one specific thing and max that out first. And like I just liked trying to kind of experience everything, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so my guy was not nearly as cool as like my friends or my brothers because I was like, "Yeah, gotcha. just like to bounce around in what I did." Gotcha. Okay. And would you say it was more the social aspect that kept you glued to the game, or? I don't think so. I mean, maybe because I would play it with them. But mm-hmm. even when I did... Actually, you know, no, yeah, it is. Because I stopped playing RuneScape when they both stopped playing RuneScape. And then I actually started playing again, like, six years ago for maybe a nine-month stint because one of my buddies in college was super into it. So I was like, ah, like, I'll try it again. You know, it's been, like, nine mm-hmm. years. How was that? How was that revisit? It was interesting. It was fun. I mean, it was really different than what I remember just because, you know, they had upgraded a lot of systems and mm-hmm. visually and stuff like that. But it wasn't enough to keep me once he stopped playing. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you ever get into, like, World of Warcraft or any of those? No. So my friend who we played uh, RuneScape with, he had a World of Warcraft account. So he let me and my brother make characters on his account. We So we'd play it when we were over there. Uh-huh. Um, and that was pretty fun, too. Like, it was pretty cool and interesting because I was a big Warcraft fan, um, which is an RTS game, the standard, you know, Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3, which is what World of Warcraft is. Okay, so of. there are campaign games mm-hmm. that are single player, yep. non-online, that are Warcraft. Yep, so Warcraft 3 had an online element to it, so you could play online with other people, but it would be like player versus player, and you could have a max of like eight people playing at once. Um, so it's that's not considered an MMO because it's not a consistently online or you have to be online. That's kind of the the main thing about MMOs is that it's you are always online. You can't play it offline. You can't play it solo. You have to be with other people. Um, so I was a big fan of those growing up because we had um, those games on our computer. And I really liked those games. So World of Warcraft was interesting just because it was a new way to look at that kind of world for for me. Um, but no, I never really got into that. You know, I had maybe a very low level character cause I played it maybe a handful of times. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So did you get any, in, in, did you get into any, um, console? Oh my word. The year was getting to me. Hold up. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> I'm me. I'm not the only one. Um, did you get in any RPG co- console games like Dark Souls? Ironically, that you bring up Dark Souls. So the developer of Dark Souls, they're called FromSoft. Yeah. From Software. Um, and they just released a game last Friday called Elden Ring. Not last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's sweet. It's super fun. <laughs> it is super fun. Can we nice. Can I, can I see that? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I... So both my older brothers were super into the Dark Souls games, and I hated those games because they're notorious for making very, very difficult games. It's incredibly difficult. I have Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, and I've gotten maybe 10% of the way through all three of them. And so for me, my biggest gripe for those games is I would get to a boss, not be able to beat them, try like 15 times, not be able to beat them, and then I'd be like, this sucks because there's nothing I can do about it. I have to beat this guy. Yeah, right. And that's why this game intrigued me is because it's set in an open world. Because the Dark Soul games are very linear. It's yeah. If you think of a tree, you're following it up the trunk. Maybe there's a few branches that then maybe also branch out where you can go. But then to continue the story, you have to go back to that main trunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Elden Ring reminds me more of like a tree grove because it's just wide open and you can kind of pick all these different paths that then have... You get beat multiple. by a boss, fine. Go do something else until exactly. you're upgraded far yeah, enough exactly. to go get him. Exactly. Have, have you put 
any hours into it yet? I have probably put, so this came out not last Friday as in two days ago, but what, nine days ago. Did you pick it up the day it came out? I did, yes. I pre-ordered it, um, like a day before it came out. I was like, oh, I'll pre-order it. Um, I've probably put like seven hours into it, so not that much time. It's crazy how quickly the time flows away on this game. Oh, yeah. And you don't even get that much done. I have three (laughs) hours done on it, and it says I've completed like, 0% 0% of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think literally yesterday or like last night, I beat like the first main big bad boss. And which one is that? He's called, um, I forget his name, but it's like something the Fell Omen or something like that. What's he look like? He's a, uh, you fight him on like a bridge. Gotcha. Because I can't even beat like that golden knight. Yeah, oh yeah, he's supposed to be like a super tough guy like right away. So you, you. It's I kind just of, sneak around him. Yeah, I just yeah. I Have just you fought him. that guy that's on that like the shoreline, the big, bony looking guy? With he's like a troll sword. with the sword yeah. on the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you beat him. Yeah. You've, you've played this already. Yeah. Without me. Yeah, it's <laughs> one player. But you didn't even tell me about it. Okay. Until today. So here's the thing, and I'm not gonna I. I've always believed myself to be a decent video game player. Dark Souls always kicked my butt, and I always quit all three of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I kept buying more of them, <laughs> because I was beat. I just gave up on all of them. Explain to me how I can start beating people, because I can barely, like, I'm barely beating just, like, the average guy you come across in a mm-hmm. cave. I can't beat any of these bosses. What's the key? So the key to specifically from software games is that every enemy essentially has cues for what they're going to do and has a set list of moves. And so the game itself isn't so much about like the equipment or your character, but it's more about the timing of things. So knowing how to dodge or how to counter Mm -hmm. what the enemy is throwing at you. And so the idea, especially with like bosses in this game, is that you're going to die five or six times because you're just kind of trying to learn what are their move sets. And the kind of unique thing about it is that every boss, once they get to kind of like a halfway point of their health bar, they'll pull out something new on you, something Great. they haven't seen. Maybe a, a version of a move that you've kind of, oh, whenever he moves his arm like this, he does a slash attack. Maybe now he rushes you and then does a slash attack or, you know, some sort of different move. Um and so, yeah, the, I guess the main key for these games is it's all about the timing and yeah. knowing what your opponent's doing, you know, what what's his sign that he's showing. Okay. Have you have you noticed a that you prefer a certain class and you benefit better from a different, certain so, class? Yeah, with role-playing games in particular, I like to kind of decide what I'm going to do before I even start playing it. So, oh, my word, this drink. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's the worst because it feels like a burp is coming up and then it just, like, stops, like, mid-gut. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, all right, is this going to stay? Yeah. Is it not? You got to, like, bump it up. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> we will we, we'll, we'll bleep any burps you have. Okay, so perfect. You Thank you. Just let it out. Just yeah, just let it go. It the out. crackles will appear. Yeah. Um. So I decided for my first run through that I was going to play as, like, a sorcerer class. So okay. I'm kind of like a sorcerer hybrid. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess it kind of depends. Like, Wait, for me, which which one did you choose? The Artificer? Oh, at the beginning, I picked Wretch because I wanted to just you build want, my oh, own. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had, you know, the, like, nothing character, yeah. and all they have is, like, a wood stick or yeah. whatever, and they're level one. Because I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to have, like, my own build and, like, yeah. build the control where how I level my guy up. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I started as. I'm thinking I've of going back there. and starting over and going with more of a tank. Because yeah. Because... That's just my play style, mm-hmm. and I picked something where it was balanced to be, like, partially tank, partially, like, sorcerer. You know, have ability mm-hmm. to use magic, because I wanted to be able to use, like, you know, uh, magic and have a decent amount of, you know, hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. and I'm just getting my butt kicked just mm-hmm. everywhere I go. I'm like, maybe I just need tank style or something like that. <laughs> Because I'm just getting destroyed at this game. But I'm like, I want to play it. Mm-hmm. And games aren't cheap. Mm-mm. And so it's just, I can't let it sit on my shelf. <laughs> well, it always took me, when I played, because I played Fallout 4, mm-hmm. and then I played uh, Fantastic Elder RPG. Scrolls 5, I think. 
Uh, is Skyrim. Skyrim. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it always took me. Oh, it took me so long to decide what kind of character I wanted. Oh yeah. And and when they give you all those options about even what your character looks like, you're yep. like, oh no, I want to change this. I want to look like a lizard. I want to look like an owl man. You know, <laughs> it's just it. And when I was playing them, this was a few years back. I just I couldn't make up my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of. Did you beat Fallout? No, 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 not even close. I got to a part that kept kicking my butt consistently. And I was like, yeah, I got better things to do with my life. And uh, then I started a multi-million dollar business. No, I'm kidding. But I wish I did um, because I feel like those encourage you to not play video games or waste more time. You know, it's like either I let this defeat me and I move on to something that actually matters or I sit down, buckle up and uh, beat this entire game. But no, the times I did play those, they were fun. I w- I've never been drawn to these sort of games before, but when I, I was drawn to Fallout 4 and um, and Elder Scrolls 5, but I think I was... Did you give me Elder Scrolls 5? I just bought it and okay. then let you play it. Gotcha. Yeah, that was it. It's funny. I bought a ton of games and I haven't played half of them still. Yeah. It was just you'd go to GameStop and you'd be like, oh, it's so cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to play this eventually. Yep. I'll grab it for fifteen bucks. You gotta play the uh, you gotta play the Wolfenstein games. Well, yeah, I have all five of the Wolfenstein games. Five? There's, there's five like of them. Three. No, there's the like five. The fourth one's out, but we don't have it. Oh. I thought we there was like two. Oh, well, I have them all, <laughs> and every th- time not I'd all see of them, not the fourth one. Really? Mm-hmm. I th- could have sworn we had the fourth that one. That one's pretty new, I think. Um, I would just see these games. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna play that eventually, and I would just, you know, it's ten bucks, might as well, because you're used to games being like fifty, sixty yep. bucks a game, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just have like twenty games in my disc holder that yep. I have not even touched. Any Call of Duty we <laughs> get our hands on, which was then ended up being a mistake. I mean, when you're offered five bucks for Advanced Warfare, you're like, you should start to consider why it's five dollars. <laughs> oh, it was fun. I had fun. On Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was one I I talk about sinking time into was the Call of Duty games. Because mm-hmm. when I was like fourteen, I think I got Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, like that first one. Mm-hmm. And I sank so much time into that multiplayer. It was just crazy. Well, which multiplayer um, first-person shooter do you play right now? Because I know you do play, or at yeah, least so, did last time I spoke. To yeah. You. So I picked up uh, Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. Which is talking about waste of money. Um, <laughs> what was it like, sixty bucks? Yeah, we could more? say that. <laughs> it was more okay. No, I bought like one of the collector editions, mm, mm. which was also a huge mistake. Okay. Um, because that game just released in a terrible state, which the Battlefield games are notorious for. Battlefield usually they fix themselves pretty quick. Battlefield One released terribly, and I was so excited for mm-hmm. Battlefield One. Because it, I remember when the trailer for Battlefield 1 dropped, and I was like, this is going to be the best first-person shooter ever in the history of video games, mm-hmm. the World War One yep. Battlefield. And I bought it, and I... Stupid thing about the next-gen consoles after PS3 and Xbox 360 was the download times yeah. on games. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. You used to be able to like just buy it, slip it in play yep now it's like three hours of download and then mm-hmm. you get to play mm-hmm. it's like all oh, the physical disc and download time yeah yeah and so i get i finally get it downloaded i'm like this is it the campaign is non-existent there was zero campaign for battlefield one i had like five missions from five different story points and then mm-hmm. it ended yeah and then it was meant to be an online first person shooter mm-hmm. which i did not understand when i bought it mm-hmm. and we have terrible Wi-Fi out here, so oh. I was I was like, I'll try this, and I just got my butt kicked all the time because I could never keep up mm-hmm. with the frame rate. That is hilarious because that is to me and most uh, first-person shooter enthusiasts the best first-person shooter yeah. game that there is because of that online multiplayer aspect. Because there's been, in my experience, which is a lot, unfortunately, of first-person shooters. <laughs> There has never been a game that has been that, um, 
that has had such a strong atmosphere and like mm-hmm. realism aspect to it. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, because like game. you're playing it and just the sounds and the visuals, like it feels like you're there and you're in war. You know? Yeah. Uh, Tony killed Matthews and myself just to throw all of them under the we bus. We got some. We got some names. To yeah, play. let's just throw these some guys. last names. Um, yeah, realize why did I introduce him like that? Oh, whatever. Okay. We'll believe it. <laughs> uh, we all play that game. Not like super regularly anymore, but we used to like crazy and like even all my brothers had. Is it cross platform now? I don't know. The online. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I know. Because I, I have a feeling you all have Xbox, right? Yeah. Gotcha. I think it is because most of the battlefields are. Okay. So I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Gotcha. But yeah, it. I've literally have been playing that more now than 2042 because 2042 just sucks. Is it super futuristic? No, it's no. just super buggy and terrible release, and mm-hmm. like they downgraded a whole lot of the like user interface, and like there wasn't a scoreboard to start with, or like voice chat. So it's like, yeah. what's the like that's a standard thing for a game like that. So mm-hmm. why why is there no way to communicate or no scoreboard and yeah, there was just some gotcha. Dumb things. So. You bought a collector's edition and you highly regret it? Yes. Why did you go for the collector's edition? Because I had high expectations gotcha. for this game. Is this the one where they, like, in the in the ad, they did the trick shot in the trailer that that guy was super famous for, jumping out of the yeah, aircraft, yep, yep, shooting yep. a guy and jumping back mm-hmm. into it? Because the whole thing was like, Oh, Battlefield is notorious for, you know, being this really grounded and realism game, like first-person shooter. Yeah. But then at the same time, there are all these moments that have just kind of happened and developed that are just obviously unrealistic. Like, you know, yeah. are the guy jumping out of the airplane because he's being chased by another one, shooting it with a rocket, jumping back in his airplane and taking off after yeah. blowing up the airplane. There's, like, moments like that or, like, one where a teammate like launched a tank up in the air using C4 and then he like shot an airplane out of the sky, you know, just like ridiculous <laughs> stuff like that. And so the whole point of this game or like part of the marketing was like, this game is going to be chock full of these kinds of battlefield moments. Yeah. And like it just hasn't lived up to that kind of hype because it's been in such a buggy state. And granted they have fired a lot of their like directors and management and replace them with people who are like yeah there's a lot of problems and we're going to start fixing them now yeah so like i have hope that in the future it's going to be in a good enough state where i'll actually enjoy it a lot more but it's one of those things where it's like maybe once a week i'll boot it up for a round or two and then be like yeah okay i'll wait for a while what was that open world game that was just released maybe two years ago and i remember everyone was so excited for it and then it dropped and it was like the buggiest the most glitchy game was it like the space one <sighs> no do you remember anything else about it other than i want to say blade runner but it's not blade runner it's it's open world they've already had one of them um cyberpunk oh do you ever play any of those games no. no i just remember like everyone was so excited and people were trying to pirate it out of like early releases and mm-hmm. stuff and everyone's like saying, "This is game. This game's awful. It totally does not deliver what it's been planning." Massive firings went on as soon as it was released. It was released like half ready. Mm-hmm. And how do you have any insight into these things? Like, how do people get away with releasing a buggy game? Because people still buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't companies flip? Like, yeah, when a president finds out that you've released a crappy game after all this money has been putting in put in advertising Mm -hmm. and the whole the whole purchasing base is pissed off Mm -hmm. don't they just go what the heck are we doing you would think so but and so here's the thing is like with businesses they really well especially like entertainment businesses like this they don't care if the customer's actually satisfied or not what they care about is their actual revenue and their sales like Mm-hmm. Good companies will care about what their customers think. Yeah. Um, but if you look at a company like EA, they oh, they, they are oh. they are just a money machine. They don't so give a they, dang. Yeah. About they, anyone. Every time, I, I watch. A lot, I used to watch a lot of PewDiePie. Okay. Yep. And literally every time he would see something where EA showed up, he's like, "This is gonna be trash. Mm-hmm. This game is going." He just would turn it off immediately. Mm-hmm. Like this game is gonna suck. Um, 
I think my worst experience with EA was the Battlefront games that got remade. The uh, the Star Wars or Battlefront. The Star ones. Wars Battlefront yep. games oh. that got remade because I grew up on Star Wars Battlefront one and two yep. for the PS2 mm-hmm. and the Xbox 360. The greatest. Those are some of the best games oh, yeah. ever. Like as soon as my kids are old enough. That's going to be the first video game I introduce them to. <laughs> you have to keep that in, like, a glass box until then. Yeah, my PS2 still functions fantastically. That's awesome. Because you could, at Walmart, back in, like, 2014, you could buy the Slim still oh, mm-hmm. for, like, 100 bucks. Nice. And it came with two controllers, the PS2, and then you could get games easily at GameStop and stuff for really cheap. Mm-hmm. And I went and bought Battlefront 1 and 2. And you can just play for hours and hours and hours. And then when I saw it was being remade, I flipped. I was like, this is going to be mm-hmm. fantastic. New graphics, everything. Utter trash. Mm-hmm. Just utter hot garbage when it came out. Mm-hmm. Did you play them at all? Yeah, so I played um, number two. Well, I played a little bit of the first one, but not much. I played some of the second one when it first released when they, it was like heavy on the microtransactions. And yeah. That's a, that's a business model that every that greedy, ticked everyone off. Yeah, every greedy company is gonna like grab onto because it makes them money. But every actual gamer just hates because mm-hmm. it's the worst thing ever. Because we already bought the game. Yeah. So why do I want to sink more money into something that's like cosmetics or that's core to the actual gameplay? Like I shouldn't have to pay more money to be able to actually play the basic functions of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, however, now it's actually is in a pretty good state, and it's to the point where. It, I've enjoyed the time I've played it. It is not nearly anywhere as fun as like one or two of the originals because it's a very different game than that. Mm-hmm. But as a Star Wars game, the visuals and the sound effects also yeah. like it, they're beautiful. Yeah, it immerses you into Star Wars and I like that about it. But the fact that it's a battlefront too, you know, you're expecting this old it style. It should have been advertised as that, I don't yeah, think. No, I, if Do it you, was called something else, I think it would have been a little bit more well-receptive because everyone assumed it was going to be like Battlefield or Battlefront 1 and 2. Just and, redone. Yeah, Pretty just much remastered. Redone. Yeah, yeah. And they should have, I think, you know what, that's fine, release those two and then have a remaster. Because we do remasters of games all the time yeah. and move them up to the next-gen consoles. And they've been beautiful, like the Halo yeah. redos. All of those Amazing. have been fantastic. So why... I'm begging them, why can't you please just redo it? Mm-hmm. Because it is, once your eyes start to get used to these better graphic, better FPS, mm-hmm. more articulate games, then you go and try to play PS2, and you're like, I cannot see what the heck yep. is going on. Mm-hmm. And have they, I know I know Battlefront, they completely pretty much stopped working on Battlefront 1 because it dropped so badly. But Battlefront 2, they had no choice but to keep working with it. Have they upgraded it to the point where they have the 100 versus 100 or the 200 versus 200 just all out Battlefront like they did back in the originals? Because that was what was so great, is you literally just had an all out battle. Yeah, it was just huge, massive um, massive scale battles. I don't know. I actually haven't played this game in like probably almost a year um gotcha i think that they just updated something though fairly recently because i thought i saw something on here well whatever it doesn't matter gotcha but But it's still in development like the the developers are still upgrading it and updating it i think that there have been a few like minor patches that have come out fairly recently yeah okay yeah that's the one thing if I could ask for any game to be remastered or redone or whatever, is the original Battlefronts mm-hmm. just remastered so that we can play them on our mm-hmm. on our uh, current systems? Just start updated a, visuals. Start yeah. a GoFundMe. Get a team of uh, of graphic designers to work with you and and start a petition for yeah. EA to do it. Yeah. EA would make a killing. That's the thing is I don't understand why because they're so money obsessed. Mm-hmm. They would make an absolute killing on it. I think that they'd probably be nervous that it would just kill off some of their other games that they're expecting, or maybe even some of the things that they're planning on releasing. Because I know that they, I think it's EA, just announced another single-player Star Wars game. Yes, but it's not EA. Oh, is it not EA? It's okay, not. Perfect. Okay, so I was going to bring this up. Star Wars Eclipse. That's right, yep. And the trailer is absolutely stunning. I don't know if I've actually they seen have, the trailer. They came out with a th- theatrical trailer. Okay. Gabe... I'm going to play it for you guys, and we can just 
cut to the next. Okay, I can just stop the audio for a second. Okay, so we're going to just watch this and we'll get back to you guys. Okay, we're going to take a brief intermission. Who's releasing it? Um, it says it's uh, from award-winning independent studio Quantic Dream and Lucasfilm Games. Interesting. Okay. And I remember seeing this on YouTube and all the top comments were like, and not the EA title in sight. This could be a good game. <laughs> but it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks I mean, just just from the, the trailer. It is theatrical, so, I mean, or cinematic, so we don't even know, you know, what gameplay will look like. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, gameplay looks nothing like the cinematic trailers. For Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But one day, we might have a game that looks like that. But yeah, that was... That was crazy crazy looking that was pretty sweet i was actually kind of surprised because there's a studio called blur studio that does a lot of cinematic um work for both movies and games and stuff like that and they did a lot of like the star wars the old republic cinematics yeah that were also very visually stunning which did like, you ever play that game no no okay. um but from my understanding it played essentially was like it? any other mmo but just yeah. the star wars skin um but they didn't do that trailer, and I was kind of surprised because they're kind of one of the bigger studios to do like hyper realistic looking stuff like that. So yeah, I was bummed when I, I was pretty young when Knights of the Old Republic came out, and I was really bummed that it didn't have just a single player campaign. Yeah, it would a sweet RPG yeah. game it to play. Because again, that setting is so cool. Back when you know the Sith were kind of at their height, and yeah, you know, it was there really, was there really was a war of yeah Sith and Jedi. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the there's one RPG game I'd really like to discuss with you guys, and it's not very well known. It goes by the name of Minecraft. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> well, wow, you, like you guys to... have never even heard of Minecraft. I mean, what are those decorations on your no, wall? No, these are unique. Uh, they're lamps. Um, <laughs> Custom made. That one's dead. Yeah, we gotta put batteries in that one. Yeah. But, yeah, you can tell we know nothing about it, actually. Oh, yeah, um, look at that. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a very new game to us. You haven't happened so to sorry. have played this game, have you, Sam? I have. Really? A bit, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's a good one. Do you still play it? Every once in a while. Yeah? I think yeah. we heard rumors of, of you, Caleb, and someone else. Corbin? Mm-hmm. Playing, getting back playing, into Getting Minecraft. back into it a little bit? Yeah, so Corbin was getting me back into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, really, one of the other main reasons I've gotten back into it a little bit and by a little bit, I mean like once in a blue moon, I'll play it. Mm-hmm. And then every time I play it, I'm like, oh, I should keep playing this. And then, yeah. Um, is my brother's son plays it, and he's out in Pennsylvania, so whenever he plays it, he wants to play with us. Yeah. And so we'll play with him online every once in a while, and that's Sweet. super, super fun, yeah. How old were you when you first started playing Minecraft? Uh, and would you consider it an RPG? No. No. Why not? Well... Yes and no. How old was I? I honestly, I don't know. It's, I've probably played Minecraft on and off for the last seven years or something like that, six okay. years. Um, I guess it is a role-playing game because you're progressing through your leveling up in one way. Um, there is a small storyline that you're trying to fulfill, but it feels much more uh, open-world craft, which I don't even know what you'd call that just open world i feel like yeah just like an open world which sandbox honestly like game. yeah yeah sandbox game that's what i'm looking for because it really is i mean you can do whatever you want in that game mm-hmm. as far as building and what you're trying to accomplish yeah right but yeah well it's a good one why did you want to talk with us about this? well i just want to talk about the societal shame that oh. is involved in telling people that you play minecraft would you agree that that exists? I think especially for older people, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. people see it as a kid's game, which yeah. I'm just going to throw this out here. For me, it's like playing with Legos but on the computer because yeah. you really can make anything and, like, you know, your imagination is essentially like, all right, I'm envisioning this castle in the side of this, you know, mountain, so I'm going to build it now. Yeah. And yeah, there is some kind of shame for older people to like say, "Oh, this is such a little kid." You know, if, even if you were gonna play video games, why that one? Yeah, like you know, why such a little kid game? When in reality, like as adults, I think we oftentimes lose connection with our imagination very, very easily, and I think that that's something that 
although we shouldn't be engulfed or consumed by well, that's not even necessarily true because if you look at artists and stuff like that, their imagination is their career and so what they, they do with their hands. Living. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. I think just for your average Joe even, like that's something that we should still be connected to because uh, your imagination is a very vital part of how you can even problem solve and communicate with people and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I think it's just a, a good thing for people to be – what's the word I'm looking for? Not practicing but using on a regular basis just yeah. to even – kind of keep that imaginative muscle going Mm -hmm. so then to go further into this rabbit hole what is your answer even if it's not verbal but in your mind um when you hear maybe someone old the generation ahead of us you know on top of us that video games are a waste of time and that you know you could be doing so much better things with your time when you just had I think a really good point about creativity and pos- the possibility that games bring those out. What is, what's your argument for yourself? Like mm-hmm. I've heard you use the words time wasting, mm-hmm. but really there's a bunch of stuff you could waste your time on. Oh yeah. But what do you think video games are a total waste of time? No. And um, why not? Because this is something I've struggled with. Yeah, no. And I mean, that's a good point because like all things in, as long as you're not allowing yourself to be consumed by it, mm-hmm. and if it's not getting in the way of, you know, other commitments, I'm gonna put this not on the table so it's not buzzing the whole <laughs> table. Um, as long as it's not taken away from other commitments, yeah. Why is it wrong? So for me, the whole thing is, it's a form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I'm choosing to put my leisure time into being engulfed in a world. Um, let's say, so Elden Ring, for example. I read the lure on the different items and what they mean or what they say because I know nothing about the world of Elden Ring. The even opening and the storyline is kind of hard to piece together. So you feel a little lost, but you're trying to figure it out. And as you progress through the story, you're learning more about it and you're kind of finding your place in this world. Are you still maidenless? N- uh, no. Okay. Just, just was checking. Because that gets like rubbed in your face the whole game yeah yeah <laughs> it, it kind of does yeah i'm like i don't even know what this necessarily means yeah so there's a lot of stuff like that we were like maidenless like what does this mean you know mm-hmm. I'm, i want to learn more about the world to kind of understand what's my character's place in this and like what is even going on um so i choose when i have my leisure time to put it into something like that because i'm intrigued by it and i want to mm-hmm. learn more mm-hmm. other people want to put their leisure time in reading books whether that's some sort of books to grow themselves, whether that's like a self-help book or whether it's a spiritual book or, and I'm not saying like the Bible, I'm saying like outside of the yeah. Bible, right? Yeah. Yep. Cause yep. as Christians here, we all want, you know, that we're is, supposed to be doing that. that no it, yeah. What. We're supposed to, that it should be a staple. <laughs> that's of not a lives. leisure. Yeah. I mean, it can be, but it's not <laughs> exactly the only time um, you're supposed to go to it. But you know, some people might go, Oh, you know what? I want to read a biography on this guy or that guy who's a prominent yep. figure in the church. Other people might say, oh, I want to read The Lord of the Rings. I want to read Harry Potter. I want to read, well, maybe we can't say Harry Potter because it's looked down on. So, uh, well, you can what's say a, Harry Potter. I was going to say, what's a good Christian alternative Narnia. to witchcraft? Uh, Narnia, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Witchcraft. <laughs> Even though there is witchcraft in it, which yeah, exactly, I don't, yeah. I've never understood. Um, you know, some people are going to choose to put their time in that and reading. Some people are going to go, you know, I love shows. I love movies. So I'm going to put all my leisure time in that. So why is one form somehow better? Because I feel like the generation on top would specifically be like, well, you should be like reading or doing something with your hands. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, I might have my hobbies where I work with my hands and do things outside or maybe even just work around the house that I'm doing that I know I need to take care of. But again, if I'm choosing to put my leisure time rather than reading a biography or Lord of the Rings or some other fantasy sci-fi book, but instead choose, you know, I'm going to put that couple hours I would spend reading into playing this game, you know, twice a week or whatever. Yeah. Why is that wrong? And if anything for me, like, so I was really big into first person shooters. We we're kind of talking about that earlier. And like, there is hand-eye coordination that you have to learn when you play games like that because oh, yeah, your hands really are controlling where you're aiming. Yeah, exactly. And so there's other benefits like that um, to it. And that sounds weird to say like benefits. Uh, also for me personally, 
I'm a visual person, so it's really hard for me to just sit down and read and then try to picture, you know, like I can come up with images in my head, but as I'm reading, I'm essentially playing a film in my head of what I'm reading because I'm trying to understand what's going on. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to see what they're seeing. And so either watching a movie or playing a game helps me because it's already giving me that visual. So now I can actually dig into what's the actual emotion of the person rather than, or like what's being said or being felt rather than reading it and trying to put my own interpretation on it. And reading just really wears me out sometimes, especially if it's a long book, you know, a long storybook or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so one, I think it depends on the person. And two, I guess, for defense of that is, well, then what do they spend their leisure time on? You know, mm -hmm. if you have an hour every other day that you can do whatever you want with, what are you doing that on? And how is that somehow better? You know, if it's reading the newspaper, if it's even watching the news, how is that? You know, better watching the news. That's not leisure time. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> no, like, I do. Yeah. How is that better or how is that different than me maybe trying to learn about this other fantasy world in a different way than just reading? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I really, I agree with you 100% on that. I mean, um, I, I feel like there's a lot of people, probably older people, I want to say. I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to put them down, but there are a lot of people who are older who think it's realistic to um, only be working all the time and only be focused on, you know, like anything but leisure, really. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that was how they grew up. Maybe uh, some people are still growing up that way. But realistically, we have to have something that we can kind of go to just to take a breather and a break. And a lot of times that is, sometimes it's mindless, sometimes it's mm -hmm. productive. But I do think <clears throat> to a certain extent games are video games are productive whether it, it's improving reaction time when it comes to you know the you know sh first person shooters or whatever because there are some crazy people out there with some insane reaction times yeah yeah um just just because of those games because they've had to I don't know, kind of adjust and adapt. And if you grew up playing those games, you had to get better in order mm -hmm. to, you know, have fun with these games. But, um, yeah, everyone kind of has their own leisure thing, whether it's reading, um, whether it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to be a bad influence to anyone, but, you know, some people like drinking with their buddies or some people like going, uh, going to the, the casino or something and and, sure. and gambling but mm -hmm. it's it's a point where it it can also become an addiction and it can become a problem as mm -hmm. well and for a lot of people it has become video games have mm -hmm. become a problem and i think because of those people an older generation looks at that as oh that's turning your mind to mush mm -hmm. that's you know that's just making you waste your time when you know they had to have their own thing maybe it was just fishing or whatever or mm -hmm. something that I don't know I don't want to be like oh old people had two rocks that they banged together <laughs> and <laughs> had a heck of a good good afternoon um talking to Ma and Pa by the by the fire um but yeah everyone has had their form of entertainment and mm -hmm. video games is not it doesn't stop at video games you know mm -hmm. video games are part of that thing and for me, I I didn't I didn't even play that many video games as a kid. Like I didn't read, but I didn't play video games much mm -hmm. either. Um, I was kind of just I was kind of just banging two rocks together in the backyard, and <laughs> that's that's how I I don't know you. What did I do when I was a kid? Just goofed around a lot. Just goofed around. I mean, I didn't yeah. do stupid things either. I kind of just walked around aimlessly, and I was more played with uh, the toys we had as kids. I was more mm -hmm. uh, philosophical and. I looked at I looked at nature and I learned from um, the, the grass and, and the birds that mm, okay that sure sung in the, the treetops. No, but um, yeah, I do agree with you, Sam, with with what you were saying. But um, I feel like there is a, a stigma mm -hmm. against video games for some people. My struggle has been like when I do have that that time. I have, I just recent, once I saw Elden Ring come out, or once I saw the advertising for it, 
I just happened to stumble upon it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was like in like recommended or what an ad came up on my feed. I was like, oh, this looks really interesting. So I kind of I followed them and kind of followed the release date and I was like, yeah, I don't need to pre-order, but I'll you know I'll get around to it and I ended up picking it up and I tried to you know I started to play it and I haven't played video games in a couple months. Um, if not longer, like uh, console wise, I've played mm-hmm. on my phone and sure. stuff in spare moments. But <clears throat> the one thing that I've been struggling with, like with console games is first, it takes time to sit down and do it. And then it was, you know, you can sink an hour really fast, really quickly mm-hmm. into these. And mine was, well, when I beat a game, what did I, what did I gain? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the net positive here of this? I mean, I learned a story. I was immersed in a world, but like it brought nothing real world to me. Like mm-hmm. it will come and go and blah, blah, blah. And so for me, it's been, and again, this is, I'm not, it's been a struggle. It's not, um, it's not like, oh, I judge people that play video games or I think they're wrong now. It's just, I'm on the balance of, or trying to find a balance of, do I need every spare, every spare moment I have, do I need to be doing something that benefits me and has a net positive gain? Mm-hmm of like making myself more well-rounded, learning new skills, learning new wisdom, learning new, new knowledge that's useful. Because, you know, I was really into Red Dead Redemption 2. Another good game. Yeah, fantastic game. <laughs> but, like, I, I didn't actually learn how to shoot a six-shooter. I didn't, you know, I didn't actually learn how to hogtie someone or, or rob a bank or, you know, I didn't. Nothing came, I never, I didn't get any life skills out of it, you know? I ended the game, I still play it every once in a while for fun, because it's open world, and there's a million side missions you can Mm do. But, like, I I don't, there's no new skill I learned, there's Mm -hmm. no new knowledge I have, Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but then I'm like, but then I don't have these same thoughts, like you said, about reading a fictional book. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, a science fiction novel, you know what, but I don't gain any Mm-hmm. I don't gain any real world, you know, positives from this thing. Right, and that's that's kind of what I was saying. Is like everyone needs an opportunity to veg out because I don't think, I don't think it's realistic for people to be continuously, whatever you were saying, making yourself more well rounded. But 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 isn't there an argument to be made that our free time should still be spent in things that grow us well like what what do you see as an alternative to video games and i could probably see it as a way to veg out i mean reading you know spiritual books that help you learn on certain subjects or reading history i've been really getting into reading american history lately Mm -hmm. um and i'm I'm, i'll sit down to play a video game like i should really be reading more of this history or I should be reading more of, you know, holiness or I should be, you know, and it's just, I don't know. I, I, I still really like video games and I still, you know, would like to enjoy them, but there's almost when I sit down to play them a guilt and I just feel I can, I have not been able to sit into Elden Ring yet. And that's just the current video game I'm interested in because I just, I'm just looking around like there's other stuff that could be, growing me in knowledge and in you know wisdom or intelligence or whatever mm-hmm. should i be doing that instead and again this is i haven't come to a decision mm-hmm. i'm just struggling with this idea of when i get to the end of my life what does it matter if i can tell them how to beat the boss <laughs> in elden ring right but also i'll play devil's advocate here what does it matter if you learned a small piece of history that you didn't really I mean, know it's, before. It's history and something I can pass down to my children, and it's something that they need to learn in order to be functional and to not repeat this, the mistakes of the past or well, at least yeah, but be there's part of the problem. For that. Well, obviously schools aren't doing a good job at that because we're the right literally school. on the verge of <laughs> World War Three right now. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. Again, I don't have all the answers. I, I haven't asked all the questions. It's just something, it's a phase of life I'm going through. And maybe it's just because of the season I'm in with young children 
mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. you know being married and I just I feel almost guilty when I try to play them because I'm like maybe there's something else I could be doing that's just more beneficial for them even yeah. for me to learn this so that I can do better for them and so I, I'm guessing it comes down to the chapter of life I'm in but it's just been like what do I gain? And it, and it even has flooded into fictional books. Mm-hmm. Like I've been reading, trying to read a fictional book. I'm like, at the end of this, what have I, it's almost like I feel like they're <laughs> like, I'm going to run out of time to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned that I'm wasting it, but I also can't convince myself that I'm wasting it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, and so, one quick point on like reading. So for me, I, I mentioned like reading's always been kind of hard for me. So reading, especially fiction or just anything that's non spiritual related, mm-hmm. I feel the same way where I'm like, all right, if I have to force myself to read <laughs> because I'm, oh, I'm interested in this, like, why would I put myself through the painstaking feat of reading through this book that I could probably just listen to if I really wanted to in the car? When if I'm if I'm going to sit myself down and read, again this is a personal thing. I would rather have that be spent on something spiritual where I know, okay, this is going to benefit me in eternity and could help shape me now, rather than oh I'm going to force myself to read through Lord of the Rings or Dune or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Because those it's like all right if I am interested in that I'm going to listen to it. But if I'm going to sit down and read and you know like really meticulously work my way through a book like it's got to be something spiritual otherwise it's just not worth it to me mm-hmm. again personally because i have such a hard time reading to begin with that it is such like an effort for me to kind of sit down and work through a book um as far as net positives to video games i would suggest that there is a net positive to video games and one of those would be let's say for elden ring is problem solving right mm-hmm. so there are puzzles there are i mean really you could look at every fight with a big bad boss or whatever as a puzzle because you're trying to figure out how is this machine moving where I can get through you know without getting hurt or with with winning right every move he has there has to be some sort of counter every attack I have has to be at the right opportunity mm-hmm. so there is a set of problem solving to it and then there's also a lot of puzzles and different dungeons and stuff like that as far as how do I actually get through this like one I am was working on the other day and I still haven't beat it is like there's this long hallway that I have to traverse through and there's this giant chariot that turns around and essentially just patrols up and down. There's little alcoves down the hall that you can hide in. So you have to time it perfectly to get through and then enemies pop up. Mm-hmm. So you're fighting these enemies, trying not to get hit by the chariot because that's an instant kill and you die uh-huh. and then you have to restart the whole thing. And it follows you through this like whole alcove and there's this one spot where it just has such a short window where it's like, I don't literally I have no idea how to get past it Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay that's a problem solving like I have to figure out is there some shortcut I could take where I could outrun this thing is there some you know trick is there a place I can jump down whatever that might be you know there is problem solving to it and so Mm -hmm. yeah all right how are you going to apply that to the real world well you're just expanding your own knowledge base as far as how do you look at problems Mm -hmm. like I think of at a lot of different um recruitment and it's not even leadership, but I've been to a few different HR type training stuff where one of the things that they do is a problem solving game. And it's, you have nine dots. So in rows of threes Mm -hmm. and it's okay. You have to connect all the dots with three lines. You put your pen down and you have three lines and you have to run it through all the dots. And the only way that you can actually do that is instead of keeping your line within the dots is you have to go outside of the dots to then come in to get the right angle to get all the dots. And so I think of it in that way of like that practice or that little problem solving game helps you think, okay, it's not just what it necessarily looks like, but there's sometimes a solution that looks different than what you would anticipate or think. And to me, that's the type of problem solving that I see in video games like Elden Ring is that sometimes you really have to think outside of the box to get through an area or to beat a boss or you know, however that might look. And then if we talk about a game like Minecraft, again, with the whole imagination thing and creativity thing, as you're building through that, you know, as you're building some huge mega structure envisioning, you know, a giant wall or I'm going to rebuild Helm's Deep or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be, 
you really are practicing. That's really funny that that was so loud. <laughs> that ding. <laughs> it was on the mat. You're, so you are practicing your creativity to mm-hmm. figure out how can I actually build this. And you know, I'm working on scale. I'm working on the details. I'm working on yeah you know, X, Y, and Z. So to me, all right, maybe it's not as positive as you know what I'm gonna work on reading this or that book or vacuuming or cleaning, you know, and that's another thing about video games is it's like, if it starts getting in the way of your responsibilities, especially as a parent of young children, mm-hmm. okay, then it obviously is an issue. Just like how watching a movie would be an issue or reading a book would be an issue if you were again, shrugging off your responsibilities. But when you have that time, you know, I, I don't see it as an issue. I think that there are some benefits to it as far as you're still using your mind. I mean, you, I think you gave used the term vegging out, and honestly, I wouldn't call it that because I think that your mind, well, depending on what you're playing, your mind is still <laughs> right. being engaged in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, you still have to actually think about what you're doing. It's not just, you know, some TV shows and some movies now. It's like you can just veg out because it's like you, this is telling me nothing and this is showing mm-hmm. me nothing. It's just people talking, Yeah. you know, right. and I'm not even paying attention to what they're saying or what they're doing. And you really can just veg out and, you know, maybe do something else or just kind of sit there and be like, I don't even know what I just watched. <laughs> to me, video games are different because most of the ones, at least that I play, require some sort of thought and interaction to it. Yeah. No, I, I like your points. I think those are really genuinely good points. Because, yes, I, kn- I do have to put more thought into m- the majority of the video games I play than watching my television show. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because it's, it's using my hands somewhat. And some games have really complex controls. Mm-hmm. And then also just thinking and... Pro- yeah, I like I like the arguments you've come up with. I think they're, they're actually... They would actually debunk the whole, well, you watch TV. So, I mean, it's almost mm-hmm. more brain dead than playing a video game. Yeah. Again, depending on what video game. Because some are completely brain dead. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I like those points. Another point I'm going to bring up is, so you're talking about the PS2 still functioning. My Xbox 360, I just broke out um, yeah. the other day again because I have a Kinect sensor to it. Oh, yeah. And so we were playing, uh, we uh, not Wii Bowling. We were playing Kinect Bowling. <laughs> um, and I love stuff like that because, okay, it's still a game. It's fun. It's got fun elements. It's arcadey. But it requires you to stand up and move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I found out my mom has been playing it a ton because it's like downstairs in our main room. And I'm like, this is great. My mom's getting older. She's got a bad knee. But I'm just so thrilled that she's up and moving instead of just watching TV. Because she likes watching TV. She likes reading. She likes doing a lot of stuff that just kind of requires her to sit, to you know, read or working yeah. on the computer, stuff like that. I'm like, I love that she's using this because it's, you know, she's standing up and even though it's only a few steps maybe or a swing of the arm, like she's still moving her body more than typical. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. to me is fantastic. So there's also stuff like that that I see as also beneficial is like some video games can require actual movement too where you're actually working like just dance on the connect sensor. Like oh, you have to move yeah, your whole body. Bo- you're actually dancing. So it's yeah. like, all right, you know, stuff like that where that has benefit yeah. both physically and, you know, you're trying to, match up and think about what you're doing and moving your body and stuff like that so good points good yeah. points yeah well we're gonna wrap this up because we're almost at an hour it doesn't seem like it it's flown by yeah it has i think that's a good way to end those are some good yeah. points good things to think about thank you sam for bringing yeah. thank you thank your you video guys. game wisdom onto our podcast <laughs> yeah you're welcome i'm gonna have to Play more video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to spend all my time. I'm going to quit my job. Yep. To, yeah. That's going to become the, a streamer. Yeah, there I, you go. <laughs> I, I've had a few people. Maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> I cringe when I hear people say, I'm going to become a streamer. Oh, no. You won't. All the streamers that are streamers are already streamers. So um, find a different career. If you're single, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Go ahead. But if you if you're trying to support a family, at least have a side. It's hustle. almost wor- it is worse than saying, "I'm quitting my job to go into acting." Yeah, <laughs> or I am an art major. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> well, specifically liberal arts. Yeah, yeah. liberal art major. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I just cringe. I go, oh, okay. Well, have fun with that. Well, 
But well, yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to this Gin and Topics podcast. <laughs> it has been a blast. Um, play more video games, eat more chicken, and uh, we will we'll talk see at you next week on the next episode. Which one? Which is it? It's Career, career day. day. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see you then. Have a great week, everyone.